You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. So here we are, at long last. Light at the end of the tunnel. We are no longer in the quarterfinal stage of the University Challenge. I know, it feels like reaching the surface of the ocean, gasping for breath. Indeed, the bubble has burst. I've broken back my hair. You see the light. A la every uh, shot of a Bond movie, I guess. Yes, of a woman coming out of the ocean. I was going to say like Halle Berry in uh, Die Another Day, but she had short hair in the movie, so it doesn't quite work. What an appropriate image for University Challenge. Exactly. And appropriate for my hair as well. (laughs) Anyway, so we finally had, I think, the match I was most looking forward to for this quarterfinal because Mm -hmm. we had two strong teams, but very different stylistically. Yeah, two teams with very strong track records. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reading with a very, very strong captain individually Absolutely. and a very dynamic duo in the form of Hutchinson and uh, Ounsley as well yep. but then St. John's I thought were kind of a bit more spread out in terms of their expertise and their breadth of knowledge that they brought to the team uh, a bit more cohesive also I felt um, but yeah so d- like exactly like what you said so um, this was really going to be the test of you know can you have a team that gets through to the semi-finals maybe even the finals as was uh, as time goes on where you know it's very much the case of you have you know a strong leading duo and then you know because it's a support on the side or do you get more successful an all-rounder and it seems like this time round um Reading pipped it. Yeah. And I have to say, this was a phenomenal performance from Hutchinson. I have to say so, yes. I mean, I've been impressed with him in the past, but this felt next level. Yeah, I mean, we talk about highest scoring uh, players so far. I think Hutchinson is unparalleled so Absolutely. far on that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've seen a performance from an individual like this in some time. Yeah, I mean, we, we've had our Bartels, we have our Zengs, we have even Chan from St. John's, but I think Hutchinson just remains undefeated in this series, at least. Yeah, I mean, also, do you remember Keith? so uh, mm. back from uh, the first uh, yeah, round yeah yeah that was also you know someone with a very high performing yeah, exactly. record as well yeah alas um we do have to say goodbye to st john's um, sadly yeah paxman described it well when he said they have they were gluttons for punishment because they keep on coming back <laughs> yeah because they were in the highest scoring losers yeah and then uh they lost i think their first uh, matchup in, in the second round quarterfinals yeah but they were able to claw one back in the second round and then uh, they're now back here yeah <laughs> So um, let's first talk about uh, St. John's because this is the last we've seen of them. And I think that they were kind of pressed a bit here by just how aggressive uh, Hutchinson was being on the buzzer. I think so. I think especially near the end where I feel like they were starting to have to buzz earlier and earlier and earlier to get a chance in. But then, of course... Dropped a few points as a result. Yeah, not as many as uh, you'd think. Um, That's still very much something that uh, Reading were far more uh, guilty of. Yeah, But I think... Before that point, there were definitely moments where you could see that this was a strong team. Oh, where for sure, yeah. They worked very well together. Their conferring style was fantastic. And I feel like they had real moments where I thought maybe they could uh, snatch a victory from the jaws of defeat. But every time it felt like there was a bit of momentum coming, uh, Reading came back in and uh, closed that door, unfortunately. Yeah, so like we will see later in Stats Corner. Um, again, the statistics paint a, a very different picture than what we would assume. And St. John's um, track record on the bonuses was not the strongest but uh, pretty good still yeah, for, for this late in the competition but the questions have got a lot more difficult too absolutely and I did say the last time we saw them play that I feel like sometimes they can be a little bit inconsistent in terms of um, how sure they are of themselves yeah 
And I feel like, unfortunately, this was a moment where we saw the slightly less kind of certain yeah. element of Sir John's coming through. But yeah, you know, I, I think that if you're going to be kicked out of the competition, may as well be by Reading, the probably one of the best teams that we've seen. Hey, um, you know. So yeah, it's, there's pride to be taken in that. No, I mean, they've always lost against teams that were very, very good. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, they got unlucky because, you know, they first got beat by Imperial and, you know, good luck to uh, anyone yeah. coming against them. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see a Reading Imperial match Absolutely, next time. Yeah. But yeah. But then also Emmanuel uh, was mm-hmm. also the other one that um, yeah. uh, uh, gave them their first defeat in the quarterfinals. Yeah. So, you know, this is not like, uh, you know, we've seen them had one lucky game and then, you know, kind yeah. of pressed it through. They've this is definitely been... a strong team that unfortunately have always faced really tough competition. Yeah, I mean, and they and they put up a good show, I think, um, to have lost it to this extent, to, to have lost but then kept coming back. I think that's really uh, wonderful. And they were a great team to watch. I'll miss them. I'm going to miss them as well. I really miss the way that Chan always looks so uncertain in his answers. <laughs> I know, but he just looks like right. I don't know this answer, and then <laughs> Pax says correct, and he just asks, oh, oh, "What wow. am I like? like?" I wish I could do that. I know, I know. I feel like now we do need to talk about the Reading performance, and mm, my God, <sighs> how formidable was that? Yes, uh, although I am noticing a pattern where Hutchison is really, really aggressive on the buzzers. Yeah, but then when it comes to the bonuses, he really takes a back seat and lets uh, people confer with him before yeah. he gives answers. I mean, I think um, for sure when you know we have Ansley for for sure that yeah. um, confers. I think the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the other two, Jason Doss and Bishop as well, they've come in a few times. Um, but I also find, found that Hutchinson in this round, there were times where he did confer with the team, but then he didn't end up going with their answer. Yeah, and the thing is, that's often uh, the decision you have to make as a team captain, right? Because sometimes yeah. someone is saying something, but they don't seem particularly sure. Like, this doesn't sound right. Yeah, so and, you have to make a call. Yeah, and I don't feel like he was dismissing anyone's answers. I think he was just maybe thinking... I'm not 100% certain, so I'm going to make another educated guess yeah. because it's just as good. Which is which is incredible. I mean, mm. to, to not only have to have that knowledge, but also make those decisions as a captain. I can only yeah. imagine the amount of pressure. So not only do you have to get the question right, but you kind of have to make sure everyone's heard, listen to everybody's input, make a decision all in the span of, what, 10 seconds? I think mean, yeah. that's incredible. And also, you know, it could seem like you're doing a good job with that, but then how the show is edited yeah. or the certain, you know, camera cuts that we're getting sometimes paints a very one-sided story of what is happening in the conferring stages yeah. as we've seen with the Birmingham team yeah. but I, what I really like is that when it came to more of the kind of hard sciences stuff he definitely turned to Bishop and really had a strong conversation with yeah, her yeah for sure unfortunately they were really difficult questions I know I mean, a whole question where you have to do differentiation in your mind. Yeah, Good I mean, Lord. I think I saw in the comments that the questions weren't actually that difficult I mean, if and... you know the order of differentiation. Yeah. Uh, so if you remember that, you know, it's always you take the number, you put it in front, and yeah, then so you... Yeah, so 3x squared becomes, what, 6x? 6x, yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. Or you have to know that uh, sine x becomes cos x because of yeah. how differentiation works maybe in that that's, Maybe that's where the trick is, right? Mm-hmm. They, they put in, they sneak in an easy question in the air to kind of trip you up. So yeah. you, you're thinking, well, it can't be that easy for sure. And uh, yeah. And also sometimes you can get a bit, you know, lost in uh, the process and then sometimes there is an easy answer, but you didn't quite get it right yeah. as is what happened this time around and same with the question about uh, logarithms yeah yeah 
Because again, I am dealing with more logarithms now than I did before, yes, and you are. I need to look it up on. Uh, I know. Online. I, I know. You know. The last time I was able to kind of know the log table off by heart was when I was seventeen. Yeah, I think whenever I hear the word differentiation or integration or logarithms, my brain just sort of shuts down from the <laughs> trauma of school. I wait till you get a second order and a third order oh. differentiations and integrations. <laughs> oh, good lord! Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think um, Ansley. I have to shout out to Ansley absolutely as well because I, I get the sense that she really has some very good esoteric knowledge mm-hmm. um, so she, she she knew you know answers to questions that um, just gives me the sense that she's just you know extremely well read and yeah she just has this this incredibly deep sense of knowledge about particular subjects that most people don't have which is I mean that you can say that for many of the university challenge contestants but I think for Ansley in particular there's that um, there's a thing about her which I think is really impressive no absolutely she definitely has that knowledge that comes from experience yeah where you've lived long enough to just have read so much that really just kind of brings it in. And yeah. I think that is often the benefit you have when you have an experienced player on your team. Yeah. Because whilst, you know, you have a young team where maybe they're a bit more current and, you know, maybe also you're a little bit faster than a buzzer potentially because of reaction yeah. times. But yeah. there's only so much information you can take in yeah. uh, when you're at a certain age. Absolutely. Because learning is a lifelong process after yeah. all, yeah. as they like to say. Absolutely. But I think that's enough in terms of performances apart from I also want to shout out to Jesudos because yeah. I feel like we're seeing him become more and more comfortable yeah. uh, actually you know, buzzing in and being far more vocal in the uh, conferring. conferring. As well, I think that leads quite nicely into the favorite questions. Yes. Um, because, you know, obviously Jesudos did really well on the movies with the shared letters. That was, was fantastic. Really fun. Round, I yeah. enjoyed that one as well because once you get the first one, then it's fairly easy to get the second one because the, the last three letters of the first one have the and the second one have the first, same first three letters. Did you understand what I said? Um, I did. Um, <laughs> rewatch the episode if you want to have a better understanding. But I think what helps is that they were all fairly large movies that came out. Yeah, yeah. There so weren't any like obscure the, Ask House uh, movies that yeah, were being asked. Pretty much. Birdman, Hereditary, all these very famous movies as well. It was really good. And also, it was so satisfying to see just sort of the little fist bump when yeah. uh, they got three for three. Yeah, no, that was, that was great. Yeah, that's the kind of uh, passion you want to see on this uh, show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, then I also liked some of the the, the picture rounds. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, great basins of the world. That I was another interesting one because yeah. that requires more esoteric knowledge than, i say even more than what we had last time where we had that really weird oh, round yeah, the about the flags. Question, yeah. Ooh, I, I still have weird stress dreams about that and I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, this one, so you have to identify several countries within a region and then identify the, the lake or the basin that's part of that. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, thankfully, often these basins are named after a significant river or lake that it feeds into. Yeah. But still, mm-hmm. I mean... That requires... the country, in the case of Lake Chad. Yeah, a pretty dense amount of knowledge, which I definitely would have been completely lost in that uh, yeah, round. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another one I liked uh, was the words from India that are now part of English speech. Yes, I love that. Yeah, because I think at this point, everyone kind of knows some of the most common ones, like pyjama, for yeah. example. But, you know, bungalow. And even I didn't know that pundits was a word yeah, that was originally, I, mean, <laughs> I guess, a Hindi word. Pandit, yeah, it's, um, I think, I think sometimes even priests that officiate um, Hindu weddings, they're called pandits. Yes, I think I remember being told about that when I was in India. Yeah. And I think I, I just didn't process it. Maybe I thought I misheard it. But yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, that... and I think in Singapore, there's a joke that there's one pandit that does all of these weddings. It's always <laughs> the same pandit. But yeah. Well, I mean, they all dress the same, so it's easy to kind of make the confusion. <laughs> yeah, so that was really cool. I mean, I've learned so much also about words from India in, in Hindi or other languages that have ended up in the English language. 
So like you say, um, pajamas or, or, or tea, Yeah, I think. Uh, chai, I think, yeah, uh, chai, especially yeah. is a far more common thing. But that is, I guess, one of the benefits of the English language. It's a very uh, kind of um, porous language. It really just kind of sucks in as many loans as possible. And it's constantly evolving and in winter time so that, you know, you sometimes see linguistic changes happen over the course of 10 years. Yeah. I mean, compare that to, for example, French, where you have an actual academy who needs to decide on what new words are going to be included in the French language mm-hmm. because you have to worry about gender agreement and yeah. how you're going to do the various forms of, you know, the yeah. past, the future, the dative version. And it's also, I think, a lot of it's to do with the preservation of power. That too, yeah. You know, when you are a colonial nation and, and you, there's some things you want to preserve there, whereas for a lot of other countries, um, it's it's a very different way that the language has evolved. Yeah, but I mean, that's also a discussion that we've had about Tamil, for example, yeah. where you have certain elements who feel like they need to be preserved as it was and not really evolved, but that isn't helpful for it surviving into the future yeah. where you have a younger generation who wants to talk with an international community. Yeah. And so if you don't have a word for email, what the hell are you going to do? Yeah. You, know, you can't just keep on using English loan words the entire time. All kind of uh, older, kind of older, more traditional applications of that word. Absolutely. Translations of that word. Yeah. But anyway, interesting. Yeah. Um, other than that, I quite like the one about Russian history history because yeah. it's very clear that this was filmed months and months before current <laughs> events yeah but um you know russia has a very long interesting complicated history full of very brutal events oh yeah and who would have guessed right who, who would have guessed yeah <laughs> i always enjoy a good uh, history round uh, yeah. just fun to take part in that absolutely and also i quite like the one about german terms because yeah you do find it interesting that um yeah which kind of which terms have been preserved in english or continue to be used in english right? yeah. like which branches so are they more in philosophy or in the sciences or mathematics also it just kind of gives you a snapshot of when where the big discoveries were happening at yeah. that particular time mm-hmm. so i feel like that was when the german schools were very well developed and had a lot of amazing minds going there to work yeah and very particular time frame so that's why you have a lot of philosophical psychological and also you know life science stuff having german titles yeah same with kind of stuff that we've known for a while has a lot of greek etymology or and then arabic arabic is for a lot of mathematics, mathematics because yeah. a lot of the core uh, elements of what makes mathematics mathematics mm. was developed during uh, yeah. the arab renaissance like the number of. zero right or, the or just zero. the term algebra yeah that's a very arabic name yeah uh, so there were quite a few interesting uh, questions. Yeah, um, for sure. I think definitely more so than, than last week. Um, also, it feels like they were a little bit more approachable this time around. So I don't know if it was just a quirk of how uh, certain um, knowledge kind of phases uh, fall or I don't know, maybe last week was a bit of a blip. Yeah, it could have been. Last week seemed particularly difficult. I don't yeah. know why. Uh, it could also just be that uh, last week was a little bit lower scoring compared mm-hmm. to this week. So maybe because we had um, Hutchinson really kind of storm through all of these questions, they we have the perception that they were easier. Or maybe, yeah, just because there were more questions available to oh, us, oh, there were more for us to try and at least guess, I suppose. Yeah. Well, shall we go into some stats? Before we do, I just want to mention one thing because yeah. we have been mentioning Hutchinson. I do think that what makes me like him so much is not just that he's a fantastic quizzer. He is just such a class act. Yeah. We mentioned it on the Twitter, but I mean, going out of his way to say, well done, St. John's, while he's still being mugged <laughs> before the producers can cut him off. Taking I mean, over Pexman's uh, role there. I mean, that's a brave thing to do. And, yeah. you know, it 
it shows a complete lack of, uh, you know, self-interest. Just saying, no, you did a good job yeah, no, and a lack a of point. ego. It's really good. Yeah. But also, I really like that <laughs> after one of the questions, he just has a conversation with Pax Pen yeah. through the place. Yeah, the question on the... Um, SI units. SI units. <laughs> really throwing Pax Pen off a couple of times there. Yeah, and I feel like this is something that only would happen on all the Pax Men because I think Pax Men from, uh, yeah. especially the 90s, would have been, will you shut up and let me ask the questions? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Who's asking the questions here? <laughs> I've seen him be far more severe with uh, players especially the Monkman era where he was very kind of you know yeah. you will only speak when I've answered asked my questions <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. that was really funny yeah um, it was. but yeah so moving into some stats um, as I mentioned before St. John's actually did put up a, a formidable fight mm-hmm. so in terms of starter questions overall um, Reading came in with 9 out of 19 so not as high as you, we think because yeah. quite a number of wrong uh, starters as well yes. uh, St. John's 5 out of 13 Okay. and then so when it came to bonuses uh, Reading just had that many more to go on so they had 15 out of 27 of their bonuses correct which is about 55% of their bonuses and St. John's 6 out of 12 so 50% Okay. So not you know not too far behind reading in terms of bonus um, proportions. Yeah. I mean proportion of bonus questions correct, um, and also you know kind of in the in the middle range that we've seen so far of teams in the quarterfinals. We've had some teams dip below fifty into yeah. the, in the forty percent range, but they've kind of kept it. Um, at 50, which is, I think, um, where we've seen most of the stronger teams come in as well, around 50% of bonuses um, correct. But unfortunately, it was in their starter questions where they uh, fell behind. Yeah, and often we say 55 to 60%, often in that range is where we start seeing the consistent teams. Um, so it definitely just shows that Reading were very much uh, leaning hard in their buzzer game, where, you yeah. know, just keep going, 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 and, you know, Sometimes you'll get an incorrect interruption. It happens. And there were quite a lot this time around. There were plenty of incorrect interruptions, very interestingly. Four from Reading and two from St. John's. Yeah, that... That was quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and I really felt for uh, the second in- incorrect one from um, St. John's for Ouyang. Yeah. Because she looks so embarrassed. I don't know if she even meant to, to buzz there. No, she did. I think it's just that she thought he'd finished asking the question. Yeah. Because there was another log um, element to the question. And yeah. then she just kind of covered her mouth and I turned know. away. It's like, oh, <laughs> I, I feel for you there. I feel for you. Um, yeah, so Hutchinson actually managed to come in with five out of 12 starter questions. So actually, it looks like he buzzed in 12 times. Yeah. Um, and five of those correct. So well, that's, um, I think that's pretty impressive to have tried and tempted so many times. I mean, it works. It feels like he got more correct, but there you go. Yeah, I mean, it might just be that logical fallacy that happens when you see something and you see the score and you can think, oh, this is how it must have worked. Or yeah. in the moment you get caught up with it. But then when you take a long uh, kind of a top down look, you see the statistics. And say, Actually, it was closer than you thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Hutchinson remains the highest scoring individual so far mm-hmm. with a total of four. 177 points. Good Lord. Yeah. But then Chan is a close second with 476. But we have to remember that St. John's have played more times. They have um, played them, I think, yeah, the joint most with Emmanuel. Yeah. That's still a feat, I have to say. Absolutely. But I think that's enough stats for one day. It yeah. is now time to talk about what is near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> and that is the best dressed. Yes. So we had a poll on Twitter. As always. So whilst it is still open at time of recording, I feel like we're close enough to say that the popular vote went to Jesuitos. Yeah, amazing. And and I have to say, um, he always, uh, I think, dresses uh, quite sharply. Yeah. I really like his uh, collection of sweater weather. Yeah. 
and uh, you know the glasses. Uh, sure, it's yeah. a nice clean look that he brings. I think so. I think so. Well, my personal best dressed goes to Ouyang. Mine goes to Ouyang as well, and I feel like she's just been consistently bringing just that nice kind Elegant, of kind of muted, you know, dark, no. dark colors. She has this necklace going on. She always ties her hair up. Um, yeah, I thought you know. Always nice. Indeed, but of course, special mentions will go to Anzi because, yeah. as always, she looks wonderfully uh, distinguished. I yes. feel like she really just brings a level of class to the team. Absolutely. This erudite class. Yeah, and uh, speaking of that, Clark, I feel like there was a moment where he had really messy hair and looked a little bit kind of, he just <laughs> rolled out of bed. But yeah. <laughs> since he had a haircut, he's really cleaned up. And I, so, I yeah. think he's also really brought a nice sense of uh, dress style to I think this so. game. I think so. So well done, everyone. Yeah, well done. Unfortunately, we will uh, not see uh, what uh, Aoyang has next in store for us in terms of presentation. <laughs> but yeah. I look forward to seeing... Uh, More um, flashy looks from Jason Doss and Co. Absolutely. So <laughs> that is it for this episode and for the quarterfinals. Now it's the semifinals. Oh, I'm really, really, I really want to see Imperial versus Reading. I want to see Edinburgh versus Emmanuel and um, every permutation, permutation of that. So Yeah, well, we know that uh, next week it's going to be Imperial versus Emmanuel. Amazing. Yes, I can't wait. I'm already hyped. Yeah. So that means, uh, are we going to go through a labyrinth again? No, I think it's just a standard semi-finals okay, this time so around. It's either going to be Imperial or Emmanuel. I my money's on Imperial, to be honest. But it's, hey, it's very hard to see. But we have been extremely wrong in the past, yeah. so there's no way of knowing uh, yet. So very exciting. But uh, are you hyped? Are you uh, looking forward to uh, the next week's games? Yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? And please talk to us. We love hearing from you. Yeah. So thank you to everyone else um, who has written to us. Uh, you can find us on IGTO podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter as I got that one. Indeed. Send us your predictions, your thoughts and just general uh, friendliness, friendliness chit chat. Yeah. We're here for all that. Yeah, we're very happy to hear from people who say they have their Wednesday night dinner listening to us. That always warms our hearts. That was a lovely email to get. <laughs> and if you are, um, if you took part in this uh, season's uh, fantasy challenge, you see, yeah. no, and in, in, in the, the season, in the real one, <laughs> yeah, we would love to hear from you. If you have anything you'd like to say, or if you would like to be on the show, we'd love to have a chat yeah, with you. Yeah, we'd love to hear about your strategy. Yeah, and also thank you for reminding me. Fantasy Mystery Challenge, take part. You can uh, now. Uh, do your next uh, yeah. round's teams who's in our team uh, Hutchinson of course yeah. and then I think Thate um, I can't remember the other two but um, thank you very much for listening and until next week it is goodbye from me and goodbye from me